Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you are, no matter what time it is, it's a great day to be serving the Lord. Welcome to the Go Ye There podcast. I'm your host, Leland Johnson, and we are super excited to have you joining with us today. Getting in touch with your feminine side is a good thing. If you're a podcast, let's head into the open. When God created woman, he said in Genesis 2.18, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make for him and help meet for him. These days we've shortened those very important words to one word that's lost its significance. These days, many people use the word help meet as a single word synonym for the word spouse. I really think that these days a lot of people don't even know what she's my help meet really means. I've even heard it explained that the wife is there to help meet the challenges that the man faces. The word meet in this context has the old English usage meaning fit or appropriate, meaning that God has made woman as the perfect complement for what he created man to be. The godly missionary wife is no exception and in many cases may actually be the rule. It takes quite a woman to agree to not only move to a different country, but also stand up to the challenges of deputation, homeschool, loneliness, furlough, and every other unique challenge that the mission field brings. In today's episode, we're going to talk with Erica Sisler, missionary wife in Uruguay, about some of the unique challenges that missionary wives face and how to deal with them. Let's get started. Erica Sisler, her husband Chris, and five boys are missionaries in Hosha, Uruguay. Since arriving on the field in 2012, they've been through many things, from planting their first work to the death of loved ones in the States. Before heading to the field, they served on staff at Community Baptist Church in South Riding, Virginia for almost 10 years, and God is using them to plant the Community Baptist Church of Hosha. Erica, it's great to have you with us today. It's great to be here, Leland. Thanks for having me. Erica, let me start off by asking you, in what ways was your experience different from your husband's in adjusting to the field? I would say that the biggest struggle for Chris was the weather, and he always talked about that when we were in churches on on furlough and just how he had to put a jacket on in the house but take it off outside because of the, the way the houses are built and no central heat and everything. And so... Um, that was a struggle for him, but for me it was it was more of the lack of fellowship. Um, in the beginning I had no one. I didn't have um, friends or family or uh, other missionaries or Christians at all around me, and so that was a real struggle. And now I'm, I'm really blessed with church members around us and thankful for their friendship, but also still not really sure how, how deep of a relationship to form with them and um, how open to be as a pastor's wife. And so that still is a struggle for me. What were some things that you were expecting to happen that didn't end up happening? When we when we first came to the field, we expected to have more fellowship with other missionaries. There's there's a small group of missionaries in Uruguay, and um, it's such a small country. And then having come from Virginia, where there's such a, a tight-knit relationships between the churches, we were expecting some more of that, but it didn't work out for different reasons, location, or different in 
views and disagreements and things like that. Also, when we came to the field, we had some intentions of working with another missionary for a year or so before branching out on our own. But when it came time to make that decision, we decided to just go for it and, and head to a city that didn't have another missionary in it already and, and to start a work there. And so our desire has always been team ministry, but it has just never worked out permanently. We've had a couple of different families come and go and, and help us when we needed help, but just it's never been a, a permanent situation. And so so that was something different than we expected or hoped for. What are some things that you weren't expecting that did happen when you started out on the field? Uh, Chris and I, I, we both felt, you know, we worked so hard to get here. We were just consumed during deputation of you know, raising the support and, and doing everything we needed to do to get to the field. And when we got here, it was kind of like, now what? Where do, where do we go from here? And that kind of surprised us, that kind of a limbo feeling and not knowing what to do next. We hadn't really thought through that as much. And also starting a church in Rocha with so many people that were already Christians, not starting with new converts like we had thought we had intended to come and just and reach the people and build the church one by one like that. But God had other plans. And, and so we started with these this core group of Christians, and it's just been a different dynamic with um, us playing more of a discipleship role because they lacked um, so much discipleship from the ministries from which they had come. And so that's been very different than what we had expected. How have you dealt with the mother aspect versus the ministry aspect of your roles in your home? I really like this question because it's a burden on my heart for other missionary ladies um, in this situation. During deputation, we always said that, that my role is the keeper of the home no matter where we are, and I think that mentality has helped us keep our focus. You know, my first ministry is my family, and, and sometimes that entails turning down different ministry opportunities. That, and I think that would be the same for any, any pastor's wife, not just missionaries. But I think it's important for those that are on the outside looking in, you know, like supporting pastors or members from churches that, that support us, you know, to, to keep in mind that, that there's no cookie-cutter missionary, that every... Every field and every missionary is unique and has different personalities, different gifts, abilities as to what they can take on or can't at any given time. And so I think that's important, but I also think that each lady needs to to pray and decide with her husband ahead of time what is best for their particular situation to, to get that laid out before they get to the field as much as possible. You know, sometimes things change, but to have that general idea of what they will or won't do and... I think many wives feel obligated to be heavily involved in the ministry, sometimes maybe even feeling like the role is not as important, which is not true. We have a, an important role in our home, and, and I think sometimes we're our own worst critics. You know, we think that the other people watching us might be expecting more, but really we're just beating ourselves up more than anything, I think. So I think it's important that we just make a plan and, and stick to it, to what we will and won't do and, and things like that. That would be really important to make sure that they are in agreement in every area as much as possible before they go to the field. Erica, can you finish up by talking with us about what you would feel is the most important thing that you've learned since going to the mission field? Before we came to the field, I have to say I, I asked for advice from two different missionary ladies um, at different times to say, what is what advice do you have for me before going to the field? 
And the two things they said were flexibility and a close walk with God. And I think those two things have been invaluable to me. I've had to learn flexibility on the field for sure, just with the culture, with the day-to-day, you know, going to several different stores to buy my supplies instead of going to Walmart and getting everything at one spot. You know, I've got to go to the butcher and I've got to go to the pharmacy and all these different places. And, you know, just things like when to clean my floors. You know, I can't plan on Tuesday. I'm going to clean the floor every week. I have to plan, you know, on a day that's not humid so that the floors will actually dry. Um, it's just things are done differently here, and that doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just, you know, we have to, I had to decide, you know, what what are we going to change and what are we not willing to budge on, and, and is it important or not, and is it a preference or a conviction, and just to to be flexible with that has been very important for me. Also, regarding having a close walk with God, I would say, I'm not saying that I was perfectly in tune with God when we arrived, but I I think it's important to know that you can rely on the Lord to carry you through those moments when you feel like no one else is around, no one understands, to have that closeness with Him before you get to those moments. You know, there was a time where we had water coming in our roof and coming in our back door, and our house was flooding, and um, it was an all-night process to get all the water out, and and it was tempting in that moment, and, and I may have said, Lord, if I was in the States, um, and to be tempted to, to feel that way, but I think it's important to know in those moments that you you know that God's not going to be mad at you if you find yourself dealing with those feelings, to know that that His grace is, is sufficient to carry you through those hard times and not to allow yourself to stay there, but to have faith that He's going to wrap His arms around you and help you stand up again. It's just, it's just so priceless to have that relationship with Him. And I can't tell you how many times I've said, you know, point blank, God, this is this is hard. Life is hard here right now. And and maybe some people, you know, might feel like like it's wrong to even react this way to your trials, but to me it's it's a sign of intimacy to know that that God knows me and that I know him and that we can have that kind of relationship without me being fearful that he's he's gonna get mad at me and just to have that close relationship. So I would say that that, that is definitely the most important Thing to me, you know, I would never have asked for the the challenges that that God brought my way, but I wouldn't trade them either because they've just taught me to lean hard on God and to rely on Him more than more than I ever knew I could or would need to. So that's been invaluable to me. You know, Erica, one one more question. You have five boys between the ages of six and twelve, which can be a challenge for any mother, regardless of where you live. What would you say is the biggest thing that a mom needs to know about raising children on a mission field? That you just, you have to be flexible with them, as I mentioned before, and just what you expect from them and to be sensitive to their to their needs and their feelings as they, you know, they deal with missing family and friends and just being there for them in that moment. And and not maybe not to expect too much from them, um, but give them opportunities to, to be involved and to help them realize that they're missionaries here as well, even though they're not here by choice necessarily, but just that they have opportunities to reach the kids around them that we might not be able to reach and just to encourage them in that way. That would be valuable for a mom to, to keep in mind. Erica, thank you so much for spending the time to talk with us and answer some questions. I know that your answers are going to be a blessing to a lot of different people, especially women that are dealing with a lot of different issues on the field. So thank you so much for sharing. 
Oh, I'm glad I could help, and I hope it will be a blessing. The scriptures give a lot of examples of married women. Ananias and Sapphira were a couple that both the husband and wife participated in doing the wrong thing, which can certainly happen with missionaries. The story of Nabal and Abigail shows a wife that was willing to do the right thing even when her husband was doing the wrong thing. But the example of Aquila and Priscilla shows us just how important a husband and wife team serving together can be. In fact, Priscilla and Aquila are not only mentioned once or twice, but in four different books of the Bible. In Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, and 2 Timothy, we find their names. And interestingly enough, the Bible alternates each time between calling the couple Aquila and Priscilla and then changing it to Priscilla first, then Aquila. I wonder if that's significant. God created the woman to be a help fit for what he has created the man to be. And the missionary wife is no different. She's the appropriate helper for everything that God has called the couple to do and would need to do on the mission field. You know, we're going to have to cut this episode a little bit short because we have to make a big announcement before we finish up today. We've known that it's been coming since we recorded the first episode of the podcast back in 2017. We knew that the time would come where we would just run out of time to keep doing the podcast. You know that back in 2018, we took over a ministry for a missionary that was on furlough and had to put the podcast on hold for a while. Now in 2019, we have our furlough coming up right in front of us. And then when we get back, we're going to be working to plant our own brand new work. And we just don't see a way to keep the podcast going into the future. Doing the podcast has been one of the best experiences of our first term on the field. The things that we've been able to learn from talking with our guests, the things that never made it to air, the interactions from all of our listeners has been absolutely incredible. But we still have a few more really great episodes to go before we finish. In our next episode, we're going to revisit the crucial subject of time management and productivity for missionaries. And then in our last episode, we're going to be talking about an incredible resource that's available and can change the way you minister in your country. You're not going to want to miss these last two episodes. We hope that you'll join us. 